0: Are you guys ready to record this whole thing all over again? <laughs> I didn't care for it, I didn't buy it. That, that seems pretty ridiculous.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think about the possibility of you having your dick out.
0: Yikes. And this then... is the most important
2: thing in the universe. What happened to it? I, I don't <laughs> know. I needed to suck in absolutely every moment of awesomeness.
1: Yeah. Welcome to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast, where we talk about everything in the realm of entertainment news, so long as it falls under the geeky umbrella. I'm Justin Kavaner, with me as always is Mr. Randy Van Dyke. How are you doing today?
2: I am lovely, and I am slightly sun-kissed by the scorching-ass heat of summer. Yeah, you look red. Yeah, I feel like a fucking (laughs) lobster. I like
1: it. It's fun. You got a pinkish (laughs) hue.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not used to this being outside and having to socialize with people. This is like this is not only like mentally scarring me, but clearly physically scarring me. I want to go back. Yeah. You need one of them. I know. I I know you're one
0: of of those post-COVID (laughs) people. I like being around nobody. I don't want to socialize with people anymore.
2: No, it was perfect. I, I trained my whole fucking life for that lifestyle. I, know.
0: I was gonna say, out of
1: out of the three of us, the the COVID lifestyle fit Mister RVD amazingly. It was great. Yeah, I was I was suffering. I need. I'm a I'm a peacock. I just need to fly. do to fly from one of Dave's favorite movies. David,
0: how are you doing today? Uh, it should be everyone's. Uh, the other guys is so great. I don't care. <laughs> it's the, It's so awesome. Come on, it's stupid. I hate it. Oh, my, oh. You, you hate good movies. You, you I do. It, I do. I got uh, a problem. It's, yeah, it's it's funny. You, you mentioned the heat, Randy. Like like we, it's funny. We li- we live about an hour from each other. Like if you take the total distance, like from end to end, like I'm probably farthest at one end. Justice by farthest to the other end, and like it's just amazing, like how the weather can fluctuate in just that sphere. And uh, yeah, it's been a. It's been a, it's been a pretty pretty nice summer so far, but I, I like Randy have been outside in the sun a lot. Got a, got a little bit of a tan. Uh, was able to go to the movies. Uh, got to reactivate my uh, Stubbs A plus membership. Blah blah blah. Uh, got a sweet deal from AMC, so I'm pretty excited to return to the movies uh, on a regular basis. And unlike Randy, I am thrilled to be interacting with humans again because, like Justin, I, I feed off of the uh, the energy of my fellow persons. Yeah. How, How was uh, was the theater crowded? Uh, yeah, the theater I went to was uh, was was pretty packed. I would say it was probably like we went to like a uh, we we went this on like a Tuesday afternoon, like at like like a five like six o'clock showing, and mm-hmm. uh, I would say it was like probably two thirds to three fourths full.
1: Was it a Twilight show? Was the times in, in little brackets in the newspaper before you went to go see no. it?
0: No, no, because it was after. It was after six. It was six oh five. Matinees are before six, and it was at six oh five. I'm like, you lame. Of <laughs> there, seemed, there seemed like a really long delay in between the two things, and I can only assume it was so they get the extra money. Uh, but it was fine. It was. Uh, you know, uh, we are spoiled in being in Southern California that a lot of the movie theaters around here have those nice reclining seats. So even though it was packed, you know, there's still quite a bit of room. It's has gone are the days of like the non-stadium like theaters that go for like 10 miles to where they get like 700 people in the theater. Um, you know, this one probably seats like 75 people. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I'm curious what the
1: sterilization process is, because like still when I go to Target and use self-checkout, they wipe down all the the anything that a human touches, they basically wipe down, whether it be where the scanner is or the keypad and the screen, whatever. It's always wiped down. And I'm curious if movie theaters are doing that to seats in some capacity, since some, a human being that's sweating is in the seat for upwards of two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, they have that that Mr. Technology thing (laughs) to where someone goes in and, you know, uh, shoots that disinfected mist type thing. Uh, They've been doing that since the beginning of the pandemic when theaters were like at partial capacity. Uh, So so they're going in and basically for breezing the theater.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Does it smell funny? No. I mean, it
0: it smells like popcorn. Ah, there you go. They mask it with the popcorn scent. Maybe they yeah. sprain maybe they like popcorn butter all over the place. <laughs> 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 like, I can imagine a, that. That'll, that'll kill anything and it'll make them hungry.
1: Yeah. That's the way to do it. Did you get any concession since you were back of, in the theater?
0: Of course. Yeah. I, I took my both my kids and my wife. because uh, my, my, my wife, I've taken to so many bad movies, you know, in our you know, we uh, next week is actually our 20th anniversary of marriage and we've been together 27 years. And I have taken her to you name a bad movie. I've taken to her. She saw Daredevil. She saw Hulk. She's seen the the, the the lowest of the low with me. Freddy and got so, Halle Berry
2: Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Halle Berry Catwoman with Randy Van Dyke. Um, wow. you know, so so uh, she's kind of decided that uh, movies are not something that she cares to go to go to very often. But one of the franchises that will get her to go to the theater every time is the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, she doesn't need to go see the most recent uh, Marvel movie or DC movie. She'll go see the most recent Star Wars movie because she knows that's that's my thing. Uh, but ha- damn it, when she sees there's a Fast and the Furious movie, she is going to be there as close to opening weekend as possible. Uh, and uh, I-, I found out this weekend; she's not alone. That there are a lot of people who they just have to see these movies, and I think that's great because you know it's it's just this this fun, ridiculous franchise, and uh, it, it it just continues to be the juggernaut that Universal, you know, it's the closest that Universal Pictures has to a superhero franchise because. Let's be honest, these characters are superheroes. They do the most insane stuff. And uh, in this film, uh, Roman actually has like a moment to where he's like, he's like, you ever notice all this crazy shit we do? I ain't got a scratch on my body. <laughs> <To where laughs> he goes to like, this like existential crisis to where it's almost like fourth wall breaking to where he's like, I'm a fucking movie character or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Tyrese is it's so funny that, you know, he, he's able to pull it off. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was a lot of fun, so... I, uh, I know you guys haven't seen it, um, but uh, I know that uh, Justin is also a fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and I think you love it for the same reason that I love it. And uh, you will definitely get what you're looking for out of this movie. You know, there's a lot of backstory because you know, obviously, John Cena plays Jacob Toretto, which is Dom's brother. So we have a lot of flashbacks um, about you know their falling out and you know their family and stuff like that. Um, I, I would say that they're kind of that's kind of my least favorite part of the movie, but what's nice is it bring, it brought Michael Rooker into the Fast and the Furious franchise. And if there's one character I know that would get Justin excited. <laughs> it would be Michael Rooker, and so he plays kind of like a friend of the family type thing, so it's really good. Um, but yeah, super good, super fun. Um, I, I was one thing I wanted to point out, but I've already forgotten what it is. Um, there is a... Obviously, Han has been ruined in the trailers and stuff, so we know he comes back from the dead. But they also bring back someone else from the Fast and the Furious franchise that I never expected them to bring back, uh, and it was kind of a fun little nod, especially since last week I listed Tokyo Drift as my third favorite film. Uh, so it was nice to see someone else from that film uh, make an appearance. That yes, oh. he, he has not made an appearance in I don't believe he's been in any of the other Fast and the Furious films. Interesting. Yeah, it, it'll take you a minute to recognize him because he. Doesn't I mean that love-
1: movie's like old now. That movie came out what, like 2005 or something?
0: Yeah. But but the movie is kind of like, he's, you know, he's a big, strong dude. Like, you know, not Vin Diesel big or The Rock big, but he's a big dude and you can tell that he's like slimmed down. and So uh, he's got a little bit of a receding hairline. So it just took a bit for me to recognize him. But once I knew who he was, it was it was exciting.
1: Right. Yeah, I uh, was going to see it on Friday, but I ran out of time. So um, I just kind of forgot. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no worries. But, again, it's on the to-do list. Yeah. yeah. And last week I ranked the Fast and the Furious movies, so, uh, uh, you know, I think my ranking was I had five, seven, then three, uh, then six, then Hobbs and Shaw. I'm going to put this one right in between six and Hobbs and Shaw's as, uh, as my is as my fifth favorite. It's right there, down, uh, gum smack in the middle. Uh, I don't have anything terribly negative to say about it. You know, I got everything I wanted out of it and more. Uh, but it, uh, to me, it's, Top half fast franchise, but not, you know, that hollowed ground that is, you know, five and seven.
1: Gotcha. That is interesting when they make so many movies that uh, being in the middle of the pack isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when you first say it, it comes across like it's okay. But it's like, well, it's not okay. It's just there's a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones and it's in the middle. <laughs> and that's very common with like Marvel movies, you know, that now, now that there's like 25 fucking Marvel movies, it's okay to be. Twelve. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's funny yeah, how that
0: works. And, and, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Um, we all know that Paul Walker passed away and stuff like that. I'm. Uh, it, it's clear that they don't know how to handle it yet, um, because, like I said, I, yes, it may be kind of a minor spoiler, but in the universe of Fast and the Furious, Paul Walker is still alive. Or sorry, Brian O'Connor is still alive. Um, really. And so it's. It just it's it's not like disrespectful. It's just kind of odd that like. O'Brien's oh, watching the kids. I'm like, and he sent you, he sent Mia. <laughs> it's like, you would think that you know, Mia would watch the kids and then Brian would go on the adventure, but you know, it kind of makes a little more sense that it's like technically Mia's brother too, um, that she would want to be involved. Uh, and then at the end there's like a thing like, Oh, there's an empty seat. Oh, he's on his way. I'm like,
1: eh. <laughs> yeah, that's weird that they, I mean, uh, it's weird that they're keeping him alive and it's, that makes perfect sense that Mia would be involved since it is directly her sibling. So I, I forget sometimes that Dom and, and Mia are brother and sister. I yeah, don't know I, why
0: I forget that. I just do. <laughs> well, I had forgotten it for like the first half of the movie. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's some real fun stunts, some fun magnets. And I will tell you my favorite scene of the film is... Uh, God bless Helen Mirren, you know, Mirren, she doesn't have to do the Fast and the Furious movies, she's got, she's got two Oscars, she's wonderful, but her as the, the, the the matriarch of the Shaw family, like, she's only in one scene in the film, but it is easily my favorite scene of the film, and uh, she is just such a delight, and I hope that she continues to have fun doing these movies, and just wants to come back. Judging by her performance and what they got out of her, she is. This is like her favorite thing in the world to do, <laughs> uh, nice. and I hope that she just continues to come back.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when like side characters are the big takeaways from these movies. Like, I think one of my favorite scenes ever is when Roman, when the I think it was in Seven when they're parachuting out of the out of the plane with their cars, yeah. and Roman's just like screaming bloody murder the whole
0: time as his, his car is going down. I think that is the funniest fucking thing ever. Correct. Me yeah, I, I I think that uh, Roman definitely shines in this one. He's like the perfect mix, in, you know, in this film, and he he's got just enough to do to where you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm in on this Roman. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: I will. I will try and watch it this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I know you like it.
1: It is on the old to do list. Uh, So moving on, Transformers, I think all of us are pretty big Transformers fans, and Rise of the Beasts is a thing, and wouldn't you know it, Ron Perlman has been cast as Optimus Primal, very excited about that, Um, I didn't ever think I was going to get a live action uh, Beast Wars sort of movie, and I'm, I'm here for it, I'm ready, especially since I didn't really watch The cartoon so much Uh, that style of animation was just never my thing, but I was always fascinated with the idea of uh, them being animals versus uh, you know cars and stuff. So uh, it's a fun little take, and I'm here for it. I'm ready.
0: I have them on DVD if you want to watch them. (laughs) I'm good, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, the animation is is hard to watch.
2: Yeah, I would come across those on TV, and I just could not get over like the cheesy animation style. I mean, uh, it just it looks so basic, Uh, but I'm, I guess I'm glad that it was popular and it kind of sustained the transformers in a time that was otherwise pretty dark. So
0: yeah, as long as, as long as
2: the new content doesn't look like that, Hey, we're, we're already improved. I hope we've
0: improved since then. But I mean, from a storytelling perspective, like Beast Wars is probably like the best the transformers has done. Like it's, uh, it's, it's very, very deep and rich in the transformers mythology. uh, And it's, um, you know, I know Justin loves like his shockwaves and his Dr. Mindbender's like his evil scientist. So there's, you know, there's uh, this character called Black Arachnid. And he's like that for this one. And he, he'll just like straight up like experiment. And you'll see him like pulling brains apart and stuff like that. Nice. And, you know, <laughs> it's a, even though it's a kid's show, I think it got away with a lot because of the, uh, you know, cutting edge CGI <laughs> at the time that looks so terrible now. Uh, right. but, uh, but it's very, very good on world building you know, like, it's it's not until, like, the, the, the second season that you realize they're actually on Earth. Because when they land, there's two moons, and then after the, the end of the first season, beginning of the second season, one of the moons transforms, and it's Unicron, just chilling out, chilling above Earth. <laughs> oh, that's um, cool. And then you realize that, like, oh, shit, they're on Earth. So that means that the the Ark and the Generational 1 Transformers are there, and eventually they stumble across the Ark, and, you know, the Megatron, the Dinosaur Megatron, you know, just... Oh, Puts his blaster to the temple of Optimus Prime and just blows his head off, <laughs> and Holy they just shit. start the, the the timeline just starts going just crazy because Optimus Prime is 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 no longer there, and um, they need the TVA, yeah, and so they need the TVA, uh, and then of course Optimus Primal and Cheetar and and uh, like Tankar and all the other ones, they have to kind of put <laughs> his head back together. <laughs> they weren't strong in the naming convention. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's a character called Dinobot. He's a he's a Velociraptor, and he's like like, the most evil evil of Decepticons, and he kind of has this, like, redemption arc, and uh, he becomes ends up becoming, like, a, a, a primal. A, it was, uh, not a primal. Uh, what are they called? They're the Maximals. Maximals are the good guys, and Predacons are the bad guys. So he becomes... Maximals
1: Aurelius. There you go. <laughs> I saw a Dinobot Beast Wars figure at Target once. I picked it up, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's a little raptor, but I didn't buy it. I didn't know what it was. Well now you do. Now you I go back it. in
0: time and buy it. Yeah. I can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then Beast Wars lasted two seasons and but they were like long, like fifty episode seasons. And then um, they went back to Cybertron and it became Beast Machines. And that's when they had a Megatron run Cybertron and bad stuff happened. Oh. Yeah. Well alright then. The more you know. Optimus yeah. Primal.
1: Optimus Prime. <laughs> Get that moose in there somehow. One day. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, One of these days it'll come out. (laughs) It's a long ways away. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Dune was delayed again. Uh, We were expecting Dune in October 1st, I believe, but now it is October 22nd. Uh, Considering we were supposed to see this movie last Christmas, uh, we'll just have to keep on waiting. But that's okay. I'm, I'm I'm all right. I I, this, I have accepted that this is going to be the Dune that I love and appreciate. So whenever it comes out, um, I'm okay with it.
2: And they say good things are worth waiting for.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which hopefully this rings true because this is the fourth delay on the film. First <laughs> two of them were COVID, or one at least one big one was COVID related. Um, so that's fine. Villeneuve is pretty adamant that you should see this in the theater, and he's fighting like the Dickens to get the HBO Max launch of it uh, reneged, uh, but it looks like that's going to be a losing battle for him.
1: Yeah. What can you do?
0: We can um, support him and go
1: to the movies and see it. That's true, and I'm okay with that. I mean, he the way that his movies are shot are always gorgeous, so it'll be an absolute treat. I wonder how long it's going to be. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's, it's this is a two forty at least. Oh, that's long. It's the first half of the. It's, it's going to be the first half of the first book. So
1: it's going to take us all the way through to the end of October.
0: By the time you yeah, get it, out, it, it'll it, be Halloween. To have an intermission. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh. so it's not even. It's not even the whole story. It's a half a story? Uh, I believe the original Dune film was also only half of the story. Oh. Okay. I, I think we're getting. a a similar chunk of story that we got in the, uh, the Lynch, the 84 Lynch dune. Mm -hmm. Um, but those those two things are only half of the story because the second half, I believe deals with the Atreides family going after the, uh, whatever the stupid government's called. I can never remember. Like the the people that run the spice. And then I think the first book ends with like a Paul Atreides becoming like a space worm. And, like, his his offspring becoming the new emperor of the universe or galaxy, whatever it is. If someone's read Dune, they're probably screaming at the radio saying what the fuck he's talking about. Because
1: what you're telling me right now sounds awful.
0: <laughs> now, I feel bad that I said
1: that I'm prepared for this to be the Dune that I know and love going yeah. forward. So,
0: not all of that may be in the first Dune book, but everything <laughs> I said is what happens. Like, <laughs> Paul becomes a, space worm, a a spice worm.
1: And this isn't like drunk history talking this is this is really how it goes
0: you could you can go to wikipedia now (laughs) and look up paul atreides uh, and he eventually becomes a spice worm
1: now was this was the worm that's there now that's causing all the ruckus was that a human
0: at 1.2 i don't know probably
1: huh is he able to do they murder that spice worm or does does him as a spice worm and this other one are they able to communicate down the line? Do you know the answer to that?
0: Well, there are more. It's not just like a spice worm. There's there. It's are, a bunch. Yeah, it's a bunch because the spices like their their poop. Their bread and butter. Oh, I see. It's their excrement. Yes. The defecations. And that's what they use to, to fold space to travel in time, travel through space.
1: Right. So they need more. They they need more worm potty. To, <laughs> yes. To travel. Got it. Are there other planets with these worms that generate this nope. spice? No, nope. this is it.
0: That's why Arrakis is such a an important planet in the universe. Got it.
1: Um, that's assuming that they want to travel to other places. If they just could just chill the fuck out and sit at home and play video games all day, and they didn't need to travel, then it wouldn't they wouldn't need the stuff.
0: Yep, you wouldn't care. Then you wouldn't care about the Harkonnens and the you know the Atreides and. The other one. How long
1: does it take to get to the... What planet are they on before they go to the, the Dune planet? Do you um, want to answer that? It
0: starts with a C. I don't know the answer. All right. I, I believe Cavender. We'll with call it Cavender. <laughs> sure.
1: Planet Cavender. And then they pack up their shit, and it's a race to get this spice. And that's why the Harkonnens and the Atreides are after each other.
0: So what it is... <laughs> What it is is the Atreides live on their planet. Like I said, I believe starts with the sea, and it's like Seattle. It's like a beautiful, like rainy, lush planet. So when they go to, and so Arrakis at the beginning of Dune is run by the Harkonnen. Like basically the emperor and you know whatever the ruling house is, pick one family to be control of Arrakis, and they're the ones who were control the spice trade and stuff like that. And for whatever reason. Um, the Harkonnen are removed from their position of power, and the Atreides are put into the position of power. Um, but then, you know, the Harkonnen being the Harkonnen go and cause some trouble. Uh, and then, if, then that's when um, the Atreides family is betrayed, and most of them are murdered. And uh, Paul and his mom are kind of left for dead. And that's when you realize that Paul's mom is a uh, what are they called? The Bell something? The Bell of genre. the ball. Yeah, bell of the ball. <laughs> they find out the mom is the bell of the ball, and that Paul may be the like a dude version of the bell of the ball because there are no dude versions, and it's foretold. The the bell the of the ball.
2: Are you, to- are you talking t- talking about the the it
0: There you go, Bene Gesserit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's an all female. I like, think like let's just call them Jedi for the time being. But like their weapon is their voice, and uh, Paul oh, while he do is they in, sing. They're like yes, but they weaponize it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They realize that Paul can do it, and he's like the foretold. And there's there's a name for what he is, like like the Chosen One type thing. Oh Maud Deeb. There you go. See, Randy's seen the movie. I,
2: Randy's I've a fan. I've seen the 84 David Lynch movie a lot. I actually <laughs> like it. Why am I explaining I, it, Randy? Why you explaining? <laughs> because I I thought it was adorable to listen to <laughs> But really I, I can't remember the name I can't remember the name of the planet either. There's a lot of specifics I don't know, so I'm just filling in holes where I can. <laughs> Story of my life.
1: You're doing a
0: great job. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember
1: <laughs> any of this stuff.
0: Randy just wanted to let me hang out to the dry so I get some of that internet hate that he usually gets. Exactly. This is my Picard. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, it sounds amazing. I can't wait for all this to happen in this new movie. And now, now I'll be up to snuff. And am Yeah,
0: I just hope right. uh, that that Mr. Villeneuve makes some different choices.
1: <laughs> like makes it good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm here for Sting in his underwear. You know, if they can if they can bring that back, I'd I'd be down for that.
1: There you go. I'll take it. The cast is incredible. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm in love with the cast.
0: Yeah, Timothy Chalamet and Daya, Batista. They got they got some heavy hitters.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I on paper, everything looks amazing. So hopefully that uh, transitions well onto film. Uh, speaking of great, let's talk about Halloween. That's one of those uh, amazing horror franchises that's just never going to go away. Uh, in fact, after Halloween Kills, which we just got a new trailer for, there's even another one called Halloween Ends. But
2: I don't know about all that. <laughs> so, so that. Wait a second. So they're telling us before this movie's even out that obviously they're not going to kill the dude. So uh, <laughs> there's another one another one yeah, how story. about we skip this one and just go straight to the end yeah halloween ends Cut to the chase true story
1: that's a true story um yeah so that's supposed to come out in 2022 but i don't know if that'll happen because this one was supposed to come out last year and we did get a new trailer which is awesome it's like two and a half minutes it feels like the whole goddamn movie um I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I enjoyed the Halloween reboot, as it were, in 2018, and um, I do think that um, Jamie Lee Curtis is a little over the top in this trailer, but what uh, she's been doing it for 40 years, so she's allowed to do this character however she wants, so I can't fault her for that. But uh, there's a lot of murders in this trailer. I, I think at least 50 people die in this trailer, and Uh, the whole town looks like they're rising up and grabbing their pitchforks and they're going to bring Michael Myers down like a sweet muffin. Is that what you got from
2: the trailer, Randy? That's what it looks like. Um, It looks like it's finally going to be more than just a a small handful of people uh, against Michael Myers, so that's good. Um, But I was so satisfied with the end of the 2018 movie. I'm like, this is great. They finally killed him and she's getting away and everything is great, but I should have fucking known better. I should have (laughs) known. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no getting away. Ain't no happy endings in no. in big franchise horror movies. I tell I think, you what,
1: I think Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are going to end up at King's Landing, and a dragon's going to come by, and it's going to set the place on fire, and then they're going to fall to their deaths like the Hound and the Mountain.
2: As long as it doesn't go to shit on its final season. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. I just don't see how I uh, I just
1: I think she's not gonna make it at some point. Um and I I would be okay if if she died in this one and and, and like the Ben Kenobi where now Luke Skywalker has to go off and, and face Vader alone if mm-hmm. if that's what happens with the granddaughter. Um, That's just where I stand. David Gordon Green is directing it. I believe he's the same chap that directed uh, Halloween in 2018. And he is also going to be directing uh, Halloween Ends. (laughs) So he is responsible for this trilogy of movies.
0: Maybe he's got it all plotted out.
1: Hope so. It helps when you stick with the same people, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it helps when you don't try to Star Wars this shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it worked once, right? It worked on the original trilogy. It, it worked once, and that was that was the proverbial lightning in a bottle. That never seems to happen more than once.
0: And then he's like, you know what? That worked so well in the first one. This next trilogy for the prequels, I'm going to write it all out. And we all know that turned out amazing. <laughs> and then, uh, so they're like, oh, that didn't work. So I guess this next one we will just shoot from the hip. There you go ruined johnson
1: did you see halloween david the 2018
0: i would like to give you an incredibly fun fact into the filmography of mr david edmondson i have never seen a single halloween film i'm talking jamie lee curtis films i'm talking all the terrible sequels i'm talking the rob zombie reboot and i'm talking about this most recent reboot i have never in my life seen a halloween film
1: i I find that incredible (laughs) (laughs) even like a even like a teenage dave that went to slumber parties and and these movies are just always on you never watched them that's
0: not nope never once i mean i know about them i know you know the characters and i know the mythology and i've watched you know like retrospectives and documentaries about it but i've never seen the halloween films proper
2: man that's crazy well, one of the interesting things that i uh Kind of noticed pop out to me in this trailer was the nod to uh, Halloween 3, which had nothing to do with the other Halloween movies. Didn't have Michael Myers in it. It didn't have any of the returning cast members, but it had these like funky masks, these latex masks that were like marketed for, for Halloween. And and uh, I don't remember exactly what it did other than I think like possessed children that were them or whatever like that. But it's, it's not really talked about in the larger Halloween franchise so much. But I got. There were three different ones. There was like a a jack o' lantern head, like a skull head, and then like a witch mask or something like that. And I saw all three of them in this trailer, so I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. (laughs) they're they're really kind of paying homage to themselves. But it seems like if it is kind of ramping up to end, if there is such a thing in these kind of movies, if it is going to like ramp up to end, it's like they're they're paying respect to the entire saga.
0: There you go. It's funny you mentioned summer parties, Justin, and like watching horror movies, summer parties. So my parents were very uh, lax in what they let us watch as kids, and so we were the house that people wanted to sleep over because we were allowed to watch like R-rated movies with like swear words and nudity. Uh, so and we were one of the nudity, few, <laughs> right? Exactly. We were one of the few houses uh, in my neighborhood that we had cable, so they'd all come over and watch like we'd watch like Revenge of the Nerds or like Animal House or something like that. Uh, we we were more into like the like the the R-rated comedies, Stripes even. Uh, but not so much the uh, the horror movies. Oh, man,
1: Stripes. I remember I was at a slumber party, and a parent came in when we were watching Stripes, and she, the mom fast-forwarded through the mud wrestling scene with, with John Candy. Unfortunately. I know. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, we were like in third grade, but um, I mean, eventually I saw it, but uh, a third grade Justin missed out on the mud wrestling scene with Ox. Oh, Hmm. i know sad <laughs> oh well um I'm, I'm excited for this i'm on board i'll I'll go see it um i i feel like yeah i did okay so i did see the 2018 one in the theater saw h2o in the theater uh the other ones not so much um in fact halloween you mentioned halloween 3 i haven't even seen that it's the only halloween movie i haven't seen really and i don't know why i don't know why that is
2: you know, it's it's it is very much a horror movie of its time period, um, but of the '80s. But it, it, it's still kind of fun. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2018, when this one came out, my wife and I sat down and kind of forced ourselves, like during the summer, like not even appropriately during Halloween time, but like during the summer, we just binged all the Halloween movies to prepare for the for the new one, which we we would all, we were all kind of hoping was going to be the end, but. Um, but since that's only a couple years out, still kind of fresh in my mind, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this one in the theater. So, mm-hmm. uh, I too shall be trekking to the theater out out amongst the people, out <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Uh, so, I actually really like the second one.
1: I like how it's all in the hospital. I think that's so cool. He's mm-hmm. just terrorizing the because hospitals are already kind of scary, especially late at night. And there's all these beeping and booping from the machines and and weird pages that are going off and. Uh, it's just kind of a, a very light crew, a skeleton crew. And so there's just a creepiness factor that exists in a hospital, uh, after hours. And, uh, as someone that has stayed the night in a hospital several times, I'm, I can never sleep well at night. I can take naps all day long, but at nighttime, I'm always just kind of a bit of a nervous Nelly. And I don't know why, I don't don't think it has anything to do with a killer walking around the halls or anything like that, but I'm just uncomfortable probably the 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 main takeaway there but uh i've never really been a fan of just hospitals after hours you know it's
2: interesting that you say that because um unless i'm in a lot of pain that's preventing me from sleeping i have never slept better than when i am sleeping in a hospital room because i know if any shit's gonna happen to me i am in the right fucking place for it (laughs)
1: i think you know what i think what it is is every two hours a nurse comes in and asks me what's my name when's my birthday how much do i weigh all this other bullshit how am i feeling and it's literally every two hours and they scan me scan me scan me with like all the different bracelets and barcodes that i have on my body and i hate it i hate it so goddamn much not a fan yeah before before computers they didn't do that
2: (laughs) Checked on you in the morning.
1: <laughs> now, now, take two like of a, these. Call
2: me in the morning.
1: <laughs> it's a liability thing, I guess. We got to check on you, see? Uh, okay. it's so frustrating. Anyway, what can you do? Halloween kills, uh, to be followed up by Halloween ends. And you know who's in this fucking movie? Um, the guy, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. He's in this movie. Oh,
2: shit.
1: Yeah. I recognized him. I was like,
2: wait, that's Anthony Michael Hall. I'm going to have to rewatch that trailer.
1: <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah, he's aged. He's no longer rusty. <laughs> <laughs> he is no longer rusty.
0: the same character from <laughs> the 80s. Yeah, he got big. I remember when um,
1: fucking Edward Scissorhands came out and he was just kind of blossomed into manhood. I'm like, Man, he uh he looks different. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean that uh, was that nineteen ninety? Is that when uh Edward Scissorhands came out? Uh in?
0: sounds right because it was after Batman. Yeah, in okay. yeah. Yeah. So
1: Anthony Michael Hall had grown up a little bit. Went away to camp and came back a man. Yeah.
0: Man. A yeah. oh, man. Oh man.
1: Oh jeez. Uh moving on. Patty Jenkins is going on to do star wars rogue squadron we saw that fun trailer gosh probably what was that a year ago now or was that like in january i forget when that was maybe november yeah, it,
0: was during, it was during the investor call which was i want to say summertime so yeah, about a year ago
1: oh my god it's already been a year
0: <laughs> yeah fuck
1: oh my gosh i was hoping it was after that i
0: thought it was when we were like putting the studio together at the office uh but... i mean it could have been I mean, it could have been like early like could have been fall Yeah. You know okay Either way,
1: uh, Rogue Squadron it's a thing, and now it has a writer that is uh, ready to to write the shit. We know it's a thing, and now it's going to be written. <laughs> that person is Matthew Robinson, who you might know from, I guess, the invention of lying. Uh, he said that he also did uh, Love and Monsters and Dora and the Lost
0: City of Gold.
1: So there you go. Yeah,
0: He is clearly... Someone who has uh written for the studios and is and uh is uh, is being hired as such.
1: Yeah. Disney uh they like those people that are keen on working with studios.
0: Yeah, and I think that's you know, Marvel's the same way. You know, they like they, they want to get the screenwriters that are used to, you know, a more studio or television environment so they understand that whilst it will be their name on there, this will go through many hands.
1: <laughs> right.
0: How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I mean, Marvel's made a machine out of it. I mean, to where, I mean, really, if you were to be the director on a Marvel film, you're directing about a third of a movie. You know, pretty much all the action sequences are all going to be done by, you know, the, the Marvel chosen second unit team that works on all of the films to make sure the action has a consistent look. You know, any kind of special effects or heavy CGI focus thing. You know, that's all going to be done, you know, against green screen. You may not even be there. You're basically there for, like, the 22 minutes of the film that the actors actually talk to each other. Um, And, you know, it it seems like a lot of the directors are uh, – that's why a lot of the directors are, you know, like TV directors and stuff like that. You know, I don't know if we'll see another – like, we got really blessed that we got, you know, James Gunn, Taika Waititi, and Ryan Coogler – to come on, and but I don't know if we're going to see that caliber of director continue um, within the MCU, uh, just because of the way you know the whole system is. So, uh, and you know, these kind of view the MCU as like a television series,
1: right? So James Gunn on Twitter, he's he says that he gets he has pretty much he's done like ninety nine percent of the directing in his movies.
0: Yeah, so he's the only he's the sole him and Taika Waititi are the sole remaining writer directors then mm-hmm. so you know because of that, they have more clout gotcha but mm-hmm. i i I don't know if I believe what he said with that what he just said there <laughs> i mean I'm not saying he's he has a reason to lie to us, but you know it just it would be weird that he would be so um so present when all the other directors have been that have have been kind of clear with what they're doing
1: right well like uh so when Josh Whedon did Avengers. And it made a billion dollars. You know, it's it's like, okay, well, what do you want? What movie do you want to make next? <laughs> it's like, I feel like when you have a home run like that, you're able to, they'll give you the torch to have a little bit longer, if that makes sense. Uh, and I think that uh, Guardians was one of those ones where it worked, it exceeded the expectations. And so then it was like, all right, well, Let's make another one, <laughs> and then it's like make another one, make another one.
0: So I don't know. I think it's- <laughs> and then and then you're fired. Oh, you went to the competition. Oh, uh, yeah. want to make another? back and make another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I I think it stands to 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 reason that this Suicide Squad movie could be the most successful DC movie uh, that they've ever made.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they still haven't cracked a billion with any of their films. Yeah, you know. this would be the first billion dollar.
1: It's hard to say in a COVID, a post COVID world. Um, but, yeah, but it's,
0: it's coming at it, end of the summer, so you know that more people will be vaccinated, more places will be wide open. That people are in for stuff to do. That is true. The, but I the, mean, is
1: it's also gonna be on HBO Max though, dude. That's true. So I mean it that the smart thing to do would be to not have it on HBO Max and have everyone go in the theater to see it. Right. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna re like renegotiate that and and pull stuff off at the a uh, Canadian I mean I think they can do anything they want, I suppose, but I mean I wonder what the fallout would be if they the world's back together and they say, you know what, we were gonna have it on HBO, but now that everyone's you know feeling safe, we're gonna go ahead and just have them be theatrical releases only.
0: Right. I don't think that... I, I just think AT&T would be opening themselves up for lawsuits because they're conceivably are people that paid for like a year of HBO Max because they were like, oh, well, you told me there was going to be new movies every month and now you're telling me this this movie that you promised me was going to be on HBO Max in October is not going to be there anymore? False advertising.
1: Right. We'll have a coupon day. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a coupon <laughs> day.
0: This park is not going to cater to only the super rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just It seems like uh I mean it was a gamble, right? I mean, all investments are. So um I don't know. I wanted to make a billion dollars and I wanted to be my favorite movie of the year. Uh and I'm going in with pretty minimal expectations, but at the same time, I think I'm gonna be pleasantly surprised and I'm gonna find the movie to be
0: delightful. Uh yeah, I'm I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I hope it's fun. Let's see.
0: Pick place your bets. What's the highest grossing DC film ever?
1: Probably Wonder Woman. Maybe Aquaman? Might have been Aqua. It might be Aquaman.
0: Well, it's Suicide Squad. It's either Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman, I believe. Not counting uh, if uh, we're talking like the modern DC films. If we're talking I, I think the old Aquaman. ones. uh, let's see. Um not counting in the Nolan films. Let's right. See. Just anything that
1: is a a Zack Snyder DC universe.
0: I take it back. Yeah, Aquaman did did cross a billion dollars. Yeah, I think one, Wonder
1: Woman was like eight hundred million or something like that. And Suicide Squad might have been pretty close to that too.
0: Yeah, and I forgot. The, I forgot. Jo- I forgot. Joker made a billion dollars too. I always forget that's a DC movie. That's true. It is a DC
1: movie. It's just not a Snyder DC movie. Whereas right. the other ones are. So and Aquaman- you could classify this one as a Snyder one too because. Um, it was Ben Affleck's Batman that arrested them in the first one.
0: Yeah, so we have uh, the highest grossing is Aquaman at 1.148. Uh, then The Dark Knight Rises, if you're counting the Nolan films, is just over a billion. Joker's just over a billion. Dark, the Dark Knight, also uh, Nolan, is a billion dollars. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice is $873. One Roman, 821. Suicide Squad, 746. So do you think The Suicide Squad makes more than Suicide Squad? When you factor in the the HBO max of it all?
1: Uh, I don't, well, considering you, you just told me that Fast and Furious is at like four hundred and sixty one million right. after seven days, but well, it's not I guess more anywhere. that's true. It's not streaming anywhere. I don't know, man, I hope so. I think that the rewatchability is gonna be through the roof on this one, and I do think that maybe people might go see it in the theater for the theatrical experience, but then watch it again a thousand times over on on HBO for that month. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to believe that it can exceed the first Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad movie, but I don't know if it's possible just because of uh, HBO Max being a factor. Randy, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think uh, HBO Max is going to have to steal some of the thunder because I know that's how I'm going to be watching it. I'm not going to be spending theater bucks. So <laughs> <laughs> Those are reserved <laughs> for Halloween kills. <laughs> Brandex. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean and and there's probably more people like me out there than you than than you think about, so um yeah, yeah i I don't think it's gonna do as well as the first yeah,
0: yeah seven hundred forty six million yeah if if I would say if h b o max wasn't a factor, I bet this would eclipse that, but yeah, I think there you know, there's there's i mean and it's totally understandable that some you know some people don't have the income to spend you know. 30 bucks to go take take someone to the movie theater and get popcorn and stuff like that, to where, you know, for your 10 bucks a month HBO max subscription, you can watch it at the comfort of your home. Is that all it is? I think it's like 12 or 15. I, I, I have no idea. But I mean, I, that's another I thing, don't, too. I don't pay any of my bills. I've, Amy's the money person in our family. <laughs> another thing, you, too. You too. make the money, she spends the money. All right. <laughs> <laughs> your money is her money. Her money yeah. is her money. She, the, she um, makes more than me. She's, she's my sugar mama. That's great.
1: Yeah. I love it. Um, but I do think that, um, we take all these subscription services for granted. I, I do think that there are more people that only have one or two of these subscription services than someone that has them all. Um, I feel like I'm a real asshole when I have Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, uh, Prime, uh, whatever else is out there, yeah, I'm sure. I have. Peacock. Oh, Peacock. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm literally right back to where I started with a, with my $200 cable bill that is now just... A, a splish splash of streaming services. So. Plus you're
0: paying for higher speed internet because of all of it.
1: Right, right. Apple Music is one that I also have too. I count that as a streaming service.
0: I also have Apple Music. Well, um, do, you have, do you have the Apple Music that has like Apple Music, Arcade and like TV?
1: No, I don't do that.
0: I, I think it's only like it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a buck more like not, it might even be the same price. You might want, you might want to look into your, 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 your settings because then you can okay. watch Ted Lasso. Right. Like, which is amazing. Yeah, you know.
1: So, I mean, uh, they're, rather than pay, let's just pretend that it's 50, whatever, $12 a year, uh, a month. It's $144 a year. Whereas if you only go to the motion picture shows once or twice, and that's during the summer, I think that Suicide Squad would be one of those summer movies. For sure.
0: And I, I know this is kind of switching gears, but we did mention the Peacock Network. Um, it has probably the worst interface in the history of streaming services. The Peacock's pretty bad. HBO Max is not not stellar either but peacock is pretty bad but you know i know we've bitched a lot about the like 90s and early 2000s movies not being streaming anywhere the peacock has a, a huge library of those films like they have uh, they have a lot of those like old like not old like you know 90s early 2000s uh, comedies action movies and stuff like that like i was mm-hmm. through their movie section i'm like oh shit i want to watch this i want to watch this i want to watch this And uh, it was very exciting to see uh, how robust their list was, and you know they of course have the WWE Network, which I enjoy. Right. So Peacock actually turned out to be a pretty streaming service. However, uh, Fast uh, Fast Five is on the Peacock, but you have to have watched it with commercials. Like even for the service with no commercials, it wasn't so bad. It stopped for commercials four times, and all four times were like fifteen second ads. Which I wouldn't normally care about, but it kind of sucks in the middle of a movie. <laughs> uh,
2: That's just it, terrible, it, it really especially if stuff, you but... pay for the non the, the non commercial version.
0: Right? Yeah. It was. It was. It, it was very, very. I'm like, why, why do I get, and why do I watch these commercials for the Peacock Network? I, I pay for no ads. I demand. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised that uh, Peacock has the Godfather movies because those are Paramount films, and they're right here on Peacock. Interesting. And especially when there's a Paramount Plus service. <laughs> More, you know. Hmm. Oh, well, we lost Dave. It's unfortunate. Um, let's talk about
2: Slave 1 no longer being a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that, was, so... that was fun news on Monday. <laughs> Randy, why don't you tell me all about it?
2: Yeah. So um, apparently, I guess some images have leaked of the new upcoming LEGO set, uh, uh, Mandalorian themed uh, version of Boba Fett's Slave One starship. It comes with. Uh, the- the kind of rearmored looking uh, Boba Fett, and I believe it comes with the version of Mando. And uh, the most interesting thing about it, though, is the packaging. It's no longer called Slave One; it's just simply called Boba Fett's Starship. And there was um, an excerpt of a conversation, I believe, with somebody from Lego um, saying, "I don't know if this is public knowledge yet, but this is something that Disney's trying to move away from. Um, they're no longer wanting to use the, that terminology in in describing the name now." As of right now, as far as I'm aware of, Lego is the only company to outright show any product with that new uh, terminology on it. Boba Fett's Starship instead of Slave 1. Uh, For example, just earlier this year or late last year, I don't recall which, Hasbro re-released... the the large vintage collection uh, slave one ship, um, and it was still labeled slave one in the vintage packaging and everything. Um, so that's going to be quite a blow because I, you know that show that that ship is going to be featured in the book of Boba Fett upcoming Disney Plus series. So there's going to be more merchandise put out for that ship in in the coming months in the coming years. I suspect that we're going to see that change across all lines and all licensees. And it's not going to be just a Lego thing. Um, and honestly, this, this kind of goes back to a joke that I remember from uh, uh, an episode of robot chicken, where it's got <laughs> Boba Fett and yeah. Lando talking. He's like, that's a hell of a ship. Not crazy about the name though. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's
0: interesting so, that this isn't the first, uh, you know, Disney, when they first took over with the whole slave leia you know they renamed her dancing girl leia um which is fine because you know she was never you know she was never called slave girl leia i mean it's not that, that's just something the fans called her
2: the, the, the preferred nomenclature now is Hut slayer hot slayer leia
0: yeah I, I i'll never i will never say that that's that's the dumbest thing i've heard <laughs> <laughs> um that, that's not her Hut slang outfit uh my favorite part of the controversy is uh you know mark anthony austin yeah he played Bubba Fett in the Star Wars A New Hope special edition, and he, he he was going on all these tirades about my ship will ever be forever be Slave One. Well, in A New Hope, you didn't have Slave One; you were just a dude in a costume in like one scene, and you never were in Slave One. Slave One didn't exist in Star Wars A New Hope, so you know, go get your five minutes of fame somewhere.
2: Yeah, clearly it sounds like he's just uh, anxious to get into the convention circuit because that's not a name that, that rings any bells. Like, I don't I don't go around. Now, granted, I, I generally don't go around paying for, for Star Wars cast member autographs or anything, but, you know, I like to walk around the area. I like to see the cast members that are out there signing autographs. I've never seen this guy at a convention signing autographs, so I'm not really familiar with his name. It almost sounds like this is just kind of a desperate attempt to get his name out there so people will be like, oh, shit, there's still a... There's still a, uh, a an OG Boba Fett uh, actor alive. Shit, I'm gonna go have him sign my action figure. You know, it just seems yeah. like a cry for attention to me. I,
0: I mean, yeah, yes, you were Boba Fett, a hundred percent. You know, no one can ever take that away from you. But to to make so some assertions that your ship was Slave One when you know Slave One didn't exist in the film you were in it, is is just kind of silly to me. And I he's been just using like saying like stupid things, and so if you see all the headlines. They're all like. <laughs> Boba Fett actor slams Disney and Boba Fett actor uh, outraged by Disney renaming. And it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even some of like, the headlines like used Tamora Morrison's face on it. I'm like, Well oh, shit, Tamora Morrison said some shit? I'm like, no, it's the same stupid tweet that the guy sent out. And I'm like, ugh.
2: Yeah. It's funny when I saw the headlines and it didn't have any images, I didn't even think of Tamara Morrison up front. I'm like, Oh, what's Daniel Logan up to? You know, my, my, my head was going to every <laughs> other Boba Fett actor and, and not this guy from the special edition. You know, then there's the old dude with the mustache. That was the, the return of the Jedi special edition, Boba Fett. Like how many, that, that, that suit has a revolving door for actors. Right. Is this would
0: be akin to like the voice actor from the holiday special? coming up. <laughs> What are you guys yeah. talking about? Like I, I had no idea who Mark Anthony Austin was before this whole thing. And like, like his Twitter handle is at Bubba Fett, a N H S E a new hope special edition.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's written on the back of the ship, right? Like, like if, you have a yacht and it's called whatever, <laughs> like the Jenny one through yeah, five nice or like whatever. <laughs> I
2: christened the slave one. And then you, bash a uh, thing of champagne over it, yeah. Right, so, yeah. I, I mean, I mean it
1: doesn't bother me at all. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it.
0: But yeah, push I, I, comes to I don't care. You know, it was named Slave One in like uh, source material and like technical manuals and stuff that you know were released. You know, George Lucas did name this ship Slave One. Obviously, he never named her Slave Leia, so I don't think it's a fair comparison. But at the end of the day, this. this doesn't really move the
1: needle. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I can accept slaves are bad and we don't want slaves ever. And I'm okay with it not being the name of the ship.
2: Yeah. Which also tells me that um, if, if you if you dig a little bit deeper into the layers of the onion, um, it tells me that Disney is intending for Boba Fett to be a sympathetic, relatable a heroic character in the book of Boba Fett and not kind of an antihero. Because if he was going to be a quote unquote bad guy or an antihero, I think they wouldn't give a fuck that his ship was named Slave One. Because yeah, sounds like a bad motherfucker ship, you know. <laughs> but if you have who is going to be, you know, the the biggest badass Mandalorian even more than our beloved Dinjarin, um, you know, tearing shit up across the galaxy, you can't have him in a culturally insensitive ship title. Name thing, I guess, from a Disney perspective. That's what I'm, what I'm taking from that.
0: My favorite meme is from it's from Episode One, and it's when Padme asks Anakin if he's a slave. He's like, "Are you a slave?" And it cuts to Anakin in his face as the spaceship. He's like, "I'm a starship, and my name's Anakin." (laughs) (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Yeah. What does he say in the movie? I'm a person. I'm a person, and my name's Anakin. (laughs) That's funny.
2: I haven't seen that one, but it sounds wonderful. It oh sounds so God. appropriate.
0: That's all I uh, care. Like, whenever I see Controverses now, I'm like, man, this is going to be a sweet meme. Like like the <laughs> other day, uh, uh, Jim Ross, hes he was like the voice of WWE television forever. Uh, and now he's at the competition, AEW. And he ended in AEW's last, uh, they have their, it's called Dynamite. That's their version of Raw. He ended it with, you never see action. like you, You'll never see action. It's the same caliber that you see it. WWE Dynamite. <laughs> and then it goes off air. And so everyone's like, what? <laughs> so just fun to see people misspeak and become a meme.
2: Yeah. yeah like, um, uh, oh, go ahead. But, but to me, to me in, in, this, in this day and age with the direction, um, so many things are, are going uh, for, for corporations to try to tread the line very carefully. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that they've made this change. What surprises me is that it's taken this long. So, but I, I just think because Boba Fett's gonna be more in the public eye in the upcoming future, they're just trying to get ahead of it now to kind of make up for lost time. And it's right. it's it's not a surprise. I've resigned myself to the fact that this is real. We're not gonna change it no matter how much fan hate is out no there. No
0: change.org petition. Yeah.
2: Well, there's going to be, of course, but I mean
0: Disney, they don't give a fuck, you, <laughs>
2: know, you know. Um don't yeah. read the comments. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's it, it was funny because you know Justin and I are kind of on like the other side of the table like about naming things and stuff like that. Like I just picture you know someone in like an office like Justin and I are in where they're like, dude, no one's gonna it. Who's gonna notice? it we'll what put it on the Lego package. People aren't gonna <laughs> know. And then like, it doesn't even hit the shelves. People already
2: know. No. Well, yeah, because honestly, if 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 it wasn't such like a huge fandom, you know, if that wasn't some little nugget that we've clung onto for 40 years, uh, it wouldn't have been a big deal because most people probably don't know Boba Fett's ship is called Slave One. They just look at it and say, oh, fuck, that's Boba Fett's ship. You know, um, it's the hardcore collectors that know that. And we think we're cool because we know this bit of minutia that so many people don't know. It's like, and now they're trying to take that away from us. I think that's what's upsetting some people. It's like, you're taking away this little cool nugget that I know.
0: Right. I bet the number of people who knew Bubba Fett's ship was called slave one doubled after this news story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair.
1: But I mean, I like Granny's point about, you know, the whole thing being marked to the kids. It's like, if you're out there in imagination land in your backyard piloting your starship and you're like i'm the pilot of slave one i'm bubba fett and it's just it's like alabama man you know it's it's not gonna work just screaming in your backyard
2: <laughs> quick to slave one yeah quick get in the back of my slave ship
1: yeah and then you got the neighbors that are just they hear voices on the other side of the fence and they're like what is going
0: on over there they having a clan rally right next door yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm. I've always been a fan of of just cool ship names, and um, Slave One would have never made my list of cool ship
2: names. No, not at all. I have such a great memory of Slave One growing up, not because of the name, obviously, yeah. but um, one of the one of the coolest vintage, like actual early '80s era photos of me with my Star Wars toys is me laying sprawled out on the kitchen floor. It was like my birthday with my grandfather and I had just received the slave one toy and he's helping me put together put the stickers on it and just the pure look of joy on my face and the pure look of consternation on his as he's concentrating on putting the back ramp onto the thing or whatever. It's just like that's just such a happy memory and I'm like, God, I love the hell out of that ship when no I was grandpa, a kid.
0: It's backwards. I can't. Yeah. I can't load Captain <laughs> like, Solo into the cargo hold if it's backwards. It's
2: like Grandpa. All my slaves are gonna fall out the back.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah oh, I think pretty... I think
0: Slave One's got a really cool design, and uh, I think the Mandalorian did it really, really good. Like when we actually saw like inside with like the window and stuff like that. Like, yeah, a, I think some of the shots in Mandalorian are like the best shots of Slave One.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and okay, so so your respect for Slave One goes up. In infinitesimal. Well, no, it goes up. Bubba
0: Exponenti- exponentially. Thank you. <laughs> yes,
2: Bubba Fetch spaceship. Uh, <laughs> your respect for that ship goes up exponentially in uh, Attack of the Clones because you see it do so many things. You got the sonic charges. You've got the multiple uh, uh, seats inside and everything. But you see so much more of it in Mandalorian that it's like holy shit. It's like th- this ship I thought had been done justice in the movies. But no, it took a it, it took an off the wall TV series to really just kind of expand something that I already loved from my childhood before and make it even better. Right, because um, we
0: only see it in space, so it's always dark. And we saw it like in an atmosphere, to where there's like bright lights, and you see like, oh yeah, this whole ship's fucking a glass. <laughs> it's like a greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Starship. I said spaceship. It's it's yeah. Starship. It's starship. Um. But yeah, I mean I like so it's it's a vertical ship, so that's kind of weird. So when it lands, it's it's now horizontal, right? It's kind of how yes. it works. Mm-hmm. And so that's always kind of trippy. And you know, when you watch footage of astronauts getting in the shuttle and how they have they're basically on their back as they're sitting there waiting to take off because they're just <laughs> strapped to a rocket, we haven't figured out a cooler way of doing that yet. But I mean, <laughs> that's essentially what it's like, right? When he's but he's when he's flying normal and about he's upright but if it were when it's landing he's basically getting into it that way right where he's like on his back
2: yeah it's it's basically like it's like gyroscopic so like when he gets in and he and he sits like when he goes up the ramp in the back of the ship then he goes and sits he's sitting upright and then as the ship raises and then turns 90 degrees like like a gyroscope the 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 seating area still stays upright it rotates inside the ship so he's he's still upright the entire time and now You know, like when he first walks in and sits, he can't see like he can see like above him. I think the 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 big window, the big like cockpit view screen is above him. But as soon as it rotates 90 degrees, now he's looking straight out of it. Right. Yeah. And that is just so cool.
1: That's one thing that Star Wars has really knocked it out of the park uh, since uh, Force Awakens was just new shots of inside ships. Uh, like, yeah. what inside the TIE yeah. fighter? That was really that, cool, which was
2: amazing. Uh, yeah, I loved seeing more of the inside of the TIE fighter, especially a two seater. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like the that shot in the Mandalorian when
0: they capture that, uh, the not the shuttle the Titanian, but Lambda class shuttle, and then the slave one just kind of peeks up from below. Oh, like, oh like, right. They're, they're like face to face. I'm like, oh my God, this is the coolest fucking thing ever.
1: Yeah, we got a lot, of new, a lot of new shots, and I can respect that. I love it. Even like the bombers when they're going through in, uh, Last Jedi, uh, I had never we'd never seen anything like that before, and like the whole strand of bombs and yeah, and how the just the mechanics of how that works, um, whatever all all that stuff's really cool. I was digging it. Uh, anytime we ever got a shot of a spaceship, it was always uh, looking right at the actor in the cockpit, and they were usually full screen, taking up the entire TV or movie theater screen. So it's always fun to see. Uh, a different view, and the only time we ever got anything different was in the Millennium Falcon, and it would usually show uh, everyone sitting in sort of shotgun. But it would still be looking back at them, and then every once in a while, it would be behind them looking at the screen in a Star Trek sort of uh, view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it helped because there was more, so much more room in the cockpit of that. Right. <laughs> once you got into, like, the single-seat and you're like, well, can't put the camera here.
1: Right then it's just a close up on the actor's face usually like from the chest up or whatever yeah. and it's like okay that's all we got but i think star wars has always been kind of big on that like no matter who's on screen they just take up the whole goddamn screen
0: yeah make the heroes larger than life and their and the villains just ominous and omnipresent and scary
1: yeah it's cool yeah all right. so boba fett's starship yeah. lego sets
2: get used to saying it yeah Wah-wah.
1: People are gonna buy it and then throw it away like no my Star Wars
0: <laughs> And Disney will thank you for your purchase. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get that. It's like, why are you gonna ruin your
1: shit? You already paid for it.
0: right yeah, it, was, sense. It, it was like when people like burn their Nike stuff during like the whole Kaepernick thing and right like, like what does what Nike care? You already bought the shit <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> People are so silly. They get so just angry you shoot sure, you, sure, you sure you sure showed them you paid for their product and then you disposed of their product so you're gonna have to buy another product eventually
1: I know it's like why not celebrate that you have Boba Fett's starship and Lego form and you're gonna get two little mini figs that's awesome yeah instead they' can be like oh stupid i'm a I'm gonna get decals and I could say slay one on the back' cause that's gonna be sweet
0: yeah it'll be it'll be curious to see what uh uh, if we have like a Car dune situation where now everything that says Slave One is all super popular and stuff like that, right? That uh, kind of thing happen. And it's I'm insane. Curious, yeah, I'm curious from like a licensor perspective if this is like a hard line from Disney that they want all products going forward to bear this name, or if this is something since this you know is geared towards children, they don't want it to be Slave One, but like maybe if they make like a like a Haslab like. Super duper, you know, Razor Crest level, you know, Starship. I wonder if, since that's for like adult collectors, if they would allow those to be called Slave One. Um, I think it'll be interesting, especially just to see yeah. how the mouse handles it. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a uniform thing, like everything going forward is Boba Fett Starship. Um, but I think that at some point lacks like the uh, the uniqueness of it. Um, like the Razor Crest, I don't think would be as cool if it was if it was. You know, Dinderin's starship. I think right. it's it's cool because it has a personality. It's the Razor Crest. It has a history. Being the Razor Crest makes it separate and more unique than other like Fire Spray and stuff like that. Right. I'm sorry, like the the Razor
1: Crest. Black Pearl. Black is a great name for a ship. And it anytime is. they mention it in Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm like, yeah, the Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cool. <laughs> <BP>. <laughs> um But I like that. I, again, I'm a fan of ship names but um,
0: Like the Gen A
1: Yeah, the Gen A It's on there <laughs> The Enterprise oh, That's a fun one um, But yeah, oh well what can That you would
0: do? that would just be great if they just renamed it The Enterprise Just fucking just Star <laughs> Trek and Star Wars fans just <laughs> Why not, right? Their minds. Like what? I what just
2: happened? That would be so awesome Why not? Just go for it That would be the coolest thing ever <laughs> Enterprise versus Enterprise.
0: It would just yeah. it would just melt and unify two warring fandoms.
2: Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, the a,
0: there was a naval vessel
1: called the Enterprise, a US Navy vessel called the Enterprise. So it's not like it's the most original name ever. So
2: also a space shuttle called the Enterprise.
1: And a yeah. space shuttle called the Enterprise.
2: And a rental car company.
1: And a rental what? car.
2: The company that picks you
1: up. Call what? Baba, he'll come and get you give you the tools
2: in yeah. an automobile, automobile.
1: automobile. <laughs> <laughs> anyway speaking of the star war there uh, the bad batch our buddy uh cad bane you know made an appearance at the end of uh, uh two episodes ago and now we got a little bit more of him and i was uh, i was all on board and you, know, you mentioned the idea of of bubba fett being kind of a hero and i think we're getting that with this uh fennec shan as well, So whether she's a seedy, underbelly type of lady, um, she does sort of have some sort of weird heroic vibe about her. I haven't mm. necessarily seen her do anything uh, that is scandalous. So, I mean, they're kind of walking a fine line with her to where she could kind of be a, an either-or, I suppose. But um, it was fun. I dug it, man. I love his cowboy way. He got beat up a little bit more than I was expecting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was on board for it. I like how the two of them are very much equals when it comes to just being scoundrels. And and it's hard for either one to get the upper hand. And when they do, they don't have it for very long. So um, one of the things that's interesting, interesting about the two bounty hunters attacking each other on a regular, like, ongoing, it's never going to end. And uh, where you're used to them just constantly mowing down their foes... it they got to be careful not to have them fight for too long. In this case, it was half an episode and we got nowhere out of it. So um, I don't know if they should have too many encounters
2: like that because there's no real payoff if they're both going to just go on to live. Right. I think it serves to show that they're an equal match for each other. And um, maybe that'll kind of keep their, their paths a little bit more separate until, until the time comes for something big to happen.
1: Right. Yeah. But Ken Bane's got the, the go-go rocket boots, like fucking <laughs> Inspector Gadget. He's got he's got spaceballs, the flamethrower. He's got his two pistols and his hat.
2: He's ready to rock and roll, man. I was... and, and, and his toothpick. He is fully fully equipped. <laughs> yeah, his bathroom buddy. He's he's ready yeah. to go. Ugh. And a sassy little droid, Toto three sixty. Yeah, I looked it up. It is Seth Green. I thought I recognized oh, sweet. his voice. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't I didn't take the time to look it up, and I'm like, man, that voice sounds familiar. <laughs> Uh that's good stuff. That's good. He's officially a part of star Wars history now. Yeah. That, that ought to make him happy. I know he was, I fan. mean, he,
1: I think he was in uh, like vintage t- toy commercials.
2: Uh, oh shit. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you might be right. Oh, wow. So I guess, yeah, he's one, one could say he was forged in the fires of star Wars.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Without uh, getting all burnt up. Like, uh, your daddy, Mr. Vader.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you get in trouble if you call him Mr. Vader instead of Lord Vader? I'm curious what the penalty is on something like that.
2: I think the only thing Death. you're not supposed to call him is Master Vader. <laughs> like,
0: uh, Mr. Vader there, there's a problem <laughs> with the... Uh... We can real play. Mr. Vader, what what, what did you call me? Uh, uh, Mr. Vader. I, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Mr. Vader is my father's name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, didn't have a father there
2: that's true he's a jedi jesus yeah that's a that's a one-way trip to get in force choke though i don't know if i'd uh if i would taunt if i would poke the bear like that so to speak
0: yeah i think your goal as an imperial officer or trooper is to never have an interaction with darth vader <laughs> like 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 you you, you don't want to have nothing good can come out of it. it's not like he's gonna be like, you did exceptionally well i'm gonna recommend you for a promotion <laughs>
2: You know, one of the things that I thought was probably the most realistic and, and humorous and just real moments of all of the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy was when troopers would, like, come around a corner and they would see Kylo Ren throwing a tantrum or, like, uh, hear him in the distance doing that. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. They just turn around <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> You're like, I'm not on like my a-
0: table. That, no. is, that
2: is that has got to be like not just like the first order troopers, but that has got to be like any imperial stormtrooper to hear Darth Vader breathing down the hall. They're like, nope, wrong hall. I'm going down yeah. to the next <laughs> this one. This isn't where back. I parked my car. Turbo <laughs> list opens up and it's fucking Vader sitting there. Oh no, um, I'm I, I meant to go down. I'm going Yeah, down. Oh, I'll,
1: yeah, get I'm, yeah I'll get
0: the next one. Get the next one. Yeah,
1: must be some cockroach. <laughs> Size
0: <Besides> your head. <laughs> bite your head off. <laughs> bite, man. bite your head off. <laughs> uh but yeah it
1: was a fun episode i'm glad that uh we didn't have to worry about omega being away from the bad batch for too long um but i'm glad that they got her and everything all is well.
2: and um yeah so, so what do you think of the the clarification of why omega is so important like we saw a little bit more of the caminoans discussing why why her uh, genetics are important. It's because it's we, we were kind of theorizing and speculating maybe she's got some midichlorians, maybe she's got some some sort of like force power abilities or something like that. And now it kind of just turns out that what makes her so special is the fact that her her DNA is a little bit more pure than any of the other samples that they've got from all these other clones that have been like maxed out. You know, the, that old Jango Fett sample is just like used up right and i a feel like that's of a
0: copy of a
1: copy right whereas mm-hmm. she's more city like going on. Uh, exactly where she's just a a one copy uh versus copy of a copy, a Samilla or whatever the word is <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i mean i think that that's cool i mean th- she obviously has uh, value they they what are they called cat come they're from camino but what are they called Caminoins,
2: Caminoins, yeah, okay. that's how I pronounce it, but I think ever... Mega pronounced it was Kaminoans. Uh, Kaminoans, like yeah. yeah. I know
1: it's it's tricking my brain every time I hear it. I am like, is that what they're called? Um, so they they see her as just a piece of property, right? They even mm-hmm. call her that, and uh, that's kind of hardcore. And then I feel like the is the lady is the. Kaminoan that got shot on the not Vespin city. Is that the same one that was talking to Bubba in episode two? Mm -hmm. What's her name? Uh, Lamassu. Is she the one that got murdered by um, Shannak Finn at the Cloud City?
2: I think so. Really? They killed Or Or it was a named one from episode two i think whether it was lama sue or there were two different named ones in episode two, yeah right
1: i thought right one right? was like t something i don't remember Tanwi. we yeah it might have been her yeah yeah i don't know i thought it was it sounded like a very familiar name and so yeah. i was like oh my god so i don't know i don't i would say i read it but i'm not really keen on doing that right now <laughs> yeah.
0: I gotta get this episode down. I I like nothing more than seeing communes, uh suffer. Hopefully, it was not a quick death.
1: It was kind of quick, and oh, it was you it, heard blasters snipers. off screen. But I, I, it's a fun episode, Dave. I think you should check it out. You'll like it. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah no, I, I I I have nothing against Bad Batch. I just am just a couple episodes behind. I gotta gotta catch up. Hmm. But yeah, it was fun.
1: Oh well. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this was one of my. I would say this is one of the better episodes of the season so far. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I've, I think the last two have been, been pretty decent.
2: Yeah. I, I'm definitely pretty stoked on this one. And there are five episodes left to go to finish out the season. Is that it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was episode nine and we have 14 for the season. So oh. yeah.
0: Oh, we're we're coming 16.
2: in. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, it was 16. Well. well, you know what? You might be right. Oh, and have and, and I have heard 30. 16 before. But uh, what I'm looking at on the wiki is it's only got titles and release days for 14 episodes. So, yeah, that might be breaking down the first episode into three. Right. So it was, was an hour and 15. Like, yeah.
1: So it ha- on IMDb has uh, 14 is the last one that's named. But then there is two more episodes after it. But it's just blank. Like okay. I guess it's like... Uh, Episode number one point one five and then one point one six for fifteen and sixteen. So they're surprises. Yeah. August thirteenth. Like August thirteenth will be the finale.
2: Cool. Good. I love it. I want some more yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. Uh just like Loki, you love the Loki. <laughs> are you caught up, Randy, on Loki? You are the I, so far um, you are the low the low ball and one
2: on, on the Loki there. <laughs> I'm lowballing the Loki, and uh, yeah, I did watch this week's episode. Yes, did you enjoy it? I did, actually. I did. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of big stuff happened, and uh, it got my attention. Oh, nice! <laughs> it, it, it 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 tickled me. Um, you know, like a little finger in the bum action. Every once in a while, you need something oh. just to kind of spice things up, and uh, and this episode of Loki did that for me, and I appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. Not that anybody cares, not that anybody who set out to appease me, but consider me appeased. Wow, I, I do. Look at That's you. Great. I was kind of
0: sad that, you know, the third episode we really didn't get anything in the TVA, and the second episode ended with this like mass level crisis, end of the end of TVA level event, where there were all these divergent timelines and this and that. And this episode seemed like eh, everything's fine. <laughs> we're good. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I didn't feel like uh, there was, I was hoping that there would have been some kind of fallout from, you know, what Sylvie had done, uh, but apparently uh, apparently not so much. Uh, I will also be devastated if th- that is the end of Owen Wilson. I know we got the post credit scene, which I'm sure we'll get to, that showed that even though that Loki was pruned, you know, he's not dead. I'm hoping that Owen Wilson is not dead because uh, I like him a lot in this show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder it, what it means to be pruned. Now, if it,
2: maybe when you get pruned, you get sent back to your original timeline that you're supposed to be on
1: with with all the memories of everything that you've already existed. In this not, not, no,
2: not with all the memories. Just like with everything that you had before, you were plucked away and taken to the TVA, or before you went on a divergent timeline or something like that. He's he's with his family. He's got what he wanted.
1: Yeah, I'm curious if that's it's if that's how it works. Yeah, if, if if it just resets you back to when you left, or if because if it if it just Teleport you to another place and you know everything that you know then there's no different thing than you being a variant so uh, it seems kind of odd. I,
2: I think the reason why Loki would be transferred to a different place with all the knowledge of having been there is because he's a fucking god oh, and they don't deal you. with too many gods at the TVA probably.
1: And they got all sorts of fun shapes and sizes of these Lokis.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we got Richard Grant is like the original Loki and we got kid Loki and then we got I guess Thor Loki <laughs>
2: It's got an alligator low-key yeah, you know.
0: all, yeah alligator low-key
2: i love it
1: yeah. yeah i'm here for it and then we kind of got like a josh and i were talking about this uh, calling it like a wizard of oz vibe with the timekeepers like uh pay no attention to the band behind the curtain kind of thing they're just a couple of robots sitting in chairs that was kind of weird. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that.
2: <laughs> and it was kind of like the goofy Muppets voices too, like the one with the big mustache. Or like it's fucking like Waldorf and Statler up there, right? You know? Exactly. The the yeah, the hecklers. <laughs> yeah. So like, what the fuck is this? Am I supposed to be scared of these guys? Right. And, right. But it made me laugh, you know. So it was, it was in a good way.
1: Right. I do kind of like the uh, the sort of Inquisition dungeony vibe that they had going for their chamber. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Hmm.
1: But um, B-15 went down like a sweet muffin. She just handed her a little stick and then got knocked out. I don't know if she died or
0: just punched really
1: hard. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was like, oh, she's out of the fight. And that was
0: quick. <laughs> right yeah, I'm curious. You know, now that, uh, you know, Renslayer, you know, officially k- kind of came out as a villain, you know, and she is someone who works closely with King the Conqueror. I know we keep talking about King the Conqueror, and now that we know the timekeepers are full of shit, uh, it would be nice if uh, this show would finally introduce us to Kang the Conqueror in the last episode. So that uh, he will be all set up for when he appears in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum mania. Yes. We have two episodes left. Uh,
2: and, and is this one of the series that they're planning on a second season or is this a one and done? Refresh my memory. I think we talked about this
0: they have not they have not yet said
2: yeah okay because i've heard rumor and maybe it's just people wanting more and hoping for more but i've heard rumor that there might be uh talks of a season two so i wasn't i wasn't sure on that it sounded contrary to what we had discussed on the podcast before
1: i well i did like that when they were having the conversation about what makes a loki a loki i do like the idea that yeah they lose a lot but they—they're always around. There's always a Loki, you know. So I mean, I think just that conversation alone opens the door for, uh, you know, uh, uh, unlimited and untapped potential.
0: Yeah. Do you think we see Loki in the next Thor movie? I fucking hope
1: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I would—I would love to. I—I
1: I think that they're on screen. Dynamic is just the best thing ever to come out of Marvel. Like they are so funny together, and especially like I think I think with Thor Ragnarok, we saw that. You know, like when they're just talking and they just they they play off each other so well that I'm sad that that's over. So anytime they could ever be on screen together again,
0: I think would be a celebration. Right. At the end of the day, you're I'm me, I'm me, and you're you, and. How it's gonna be, right? And then, you know, it's it's almost Thor kind of giving up on Loki that forced him to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> and then you know he comes and saves everybody at the end. And uh, yeah, I love their to play. Let's do. Let's play. Get help. You love playing. Yeah, this <laughs> no, <just> throws him. I <laughs> remember talking about when they're
1: little kids and he's like, you know, he turned into a snake and he knows I love snakes and I picked it up and he just like transforms and he
0: stabbed me. He's like, ah, <laughs> <It's> so ridiculous. <laughs> oh love it yeah um, I, I yeah i too love their interplay and it's what makes them so uh makes them such a great he's not even really feeling anymore for thor he's more like a like a foil or like a like an anta- antagonist right just a little instigator. yeah i love it who 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 i don't believe would ever wants to kill thor like I, I think i think if he accidentally were to kill thor he would just be so mired with guilt he would not know what to do with himself. I think he likes the idea of like chasing Thor and like trying to best Thor, but I don't think he really wants to kill Thor.
1: Yeah. After all, what would the world be like without Captain Hook? Exactly. Same vibe. Good form. Good form. Good. Gotta have them
0: both. So, alright. Uh, Let well, me say that Randy liked that episode. I'm, I'm excited about yeah, yeah. uh I'm, I'm curious if it was the... Uh, was it just kind of like the uh, getting answers finally, as opposed to like kind of like the mystery box of the first three episodes?
2: Well, I definitely enjoyed getting answers. Um, I feel like I don't know something something about it just just engaged me and 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 spoke to me a little bit more. And I am a fan of when uh, when series and movies kill off main characters, big characters, and not just. Just because I like to watch people die, I'm just like, "Wow, that was a bold choice." So I'm curious to see where they go with it. Um, but do you, know want,
0: it was, do you want Owen Wilson to be dead? Dead?
2: No, I don't. Because I actually really like this character. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, um, Mobius is great. Yeah. So, but but yeah, th- this one I don't know. It just it just hit me. Maybe I mean I was in the right headspace for it finally, where I hadn't been in the past. But, um, but or it's one of the
0: Tom Hiddleston get need in the balls like a hundred times. Is that what it's? I been? mean, that was amazing
2: too. And and then just finally just like pleading and just admitting what a piece of shit he was. And uh, then still getting kicked in the balls. That was a, a good cameo. cameo we're, as we're well. still getting like just, uh, verbally eviscerated, you know? It's just wonderful. Yeah, that was, it was a fun a surprise
1: cameo, cameo. Yeah, Because she's still alive, I think. Um,
0: I don't know. I know, she, I, I know I, the Warriors Three is dead, but uh, yeah, I don't think right. Sif was in Ragnarok. She, at
1: all. yeah, she was off-world when um, Ragnarok blew up, and even if she died in the snap, uh, she would be back.
0: Yeah, she was not there when Hela murdered everybody else.
1: Right. So in in theory, she could uh, very well be in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes,
0: which is shaping up. It's, I mean, it's going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to have a lot of people in there. So hopefully, uh.
2: And we we get we get Natalie Portman back in that one too, right? And we get yeah, Natalie Portman as Lady
0: Thor. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Okay. There was a shirt oh, that leaked that had uh, that had her on it. It was her and Thor and I don't remember who else was on it, but it, it looked. Or I think it was Star Lord on there. And I was like, "Fucking yeah. leaks!" I'm like, I'll <laughs> i hate watch this. The leaks." It was, it was like a t shirt. <laughs> it was like something like Marvel accidentally leaked. I think like it was something. It was like their fault.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I have for this week. We don't have a list, do we? Uh, no. I was just the update to my Fast and the Furious list. All right. all right. No problem. Um, we did mention starships. I wonder if there's a list on like best ship names in movies or best
0: ships in movies, maybe. I'm sure there is. Would you like me to look for one? While you're looking, while you're looking, I want to talk about a movie I watched called uh, King of Donuts. Uh, it is currently streaming on Hulu. It's a documentary. Um, I, a lot of people who don't live in the Southern California area may not may not realize that uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 90% of all donut shops are owned by Cambodians. And uh, this the documentary, The Donut King, was about uh, Ted Nyog, who was the first Cambodian refugee to come. And the the trailer and the teaser that we saw before it played... Made it looked like it was a very fun-hearted, the fun, lighthearted documentary about this this kooky character that like revolutionized the donut industry. What we got was a deep dive into the horrors of Cambodia and Pol, Pol Pot and everything that happened that forced this Cambodian refugee to America, where he started started making donut chops and how he sponsored all of these families to come over and that they would work in his donut shops and like he would make them the owner of the donut shop and then they would like split the revenue like 50, 50. Uh, And then, you know, kind of fast forward, then he becomes like a degenerate gambler and like gambles away all of his money and loses all of his donut shops and loses his family and loses his wife. And while it was riveting and fun and and engaging to watch, it was not the fun romp I was promised, but uh, it is probably worth checking out. If, uh, if you like donuts, it will make you get donuts. I did get donuts the day after I saw it, but uh, donut King on Hulu. It's, uh, it's worth checking out. Cool. I was trying to waste time for you. No, we're good.
1: I got one ship. Sweet. So this is this is from pocketlint.com. It <laughs> says, the 20 best movie and TV spaceships, the Starcraft that defined our childhood. Ooh. Um, so we have the Death Star from the Star Wars. there. Uh, the picture that they're showing is the incomplete one, so the Return of the Jedi one, but
0: Death Star whatever.
1: Two. It does look oh. kind of creepy being half a ship.
0: <laughs> right. How many of the ships on the list are Star Wars ships?
1: I don't know. I haven't looked through the whole list. Oh, okay. uh, then we have the Borg Cube, which is also pretty badass from Star Trek. Definitely. Uh, uh, Martian Flying Saucer from Mars Attacks. Yeah, Speaking yes. of donuts, yes. Dave, <laughs> they do the yes. universal yes. donuts side. Yes. Uh, then we have Max. This is a fun one. Max from Flight of the Navigator, 1986. Oh. Remember that cool chrome ship? That was pretty badass. And it had like the two modes. It had sort of its normal flying mode, and then it wanted to, it wanted to skim the waves. Then it and turned all pointy. Oh <laughs> <No, laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, compliance. Cool. Compliance. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. And it starts in like a really weird way with dogs catching frisbees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, like a and fun of it.
0: And Sarah Jessica Parker is in that movie, and Mars Attacks. <laughs> That's
1: right. It's a it's a sequel. Yeah, unofficial sequel. Oh, well, the
0: next movie is also going to have Sarah Jessica Parker in
1: it. Uh, next is a Heart of Gold, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Then we have the Klingon Bird of Prey, which is the cool green one with the wings that kind of go downward. Oh, yeah, and like, the long like, neck, like Star Trek Six style. Yeah, and the I next think generation. I was going to say they also kind of fly that one at the. Uh, the End of three, right? Isn't that the one or they have that ship in four when they're trying to go back? In, they do, yeah, huh? yeah. Um, so then you also have uh Discovery One from arguably one of the most boring movies on the planet <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's also
0: not uh, a very interesting. Starship,
1: <laughs> it's not, nice, it's a little golf ball and, and a bridge in between that and the butt. It's not that big of a deal, although it does. I mean. One could argue that uh, it is a pretty accurate representation of what we would probably try to achieve uh, when this movie came out. If we were to make some sort of cool interstellar ship, it would look something like that, um, based on the technology that we had at the time, I would think. so. Sure. Um, it looks very NASA-y uh, versus something like Star Trek. You know,
0: It yeah, seems like it's
1: actually achievable to make that ship, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, no cloaking technology in
1: that one, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, you got one of Randy's favorites, the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Fun. Yeah, a little foam booth. Uh, then you have uh, Moya from Farscape. I never watched Farscape. Yeah, me it's either. A, it's kind of squiddy looking. Kind of cool, I guess. Um, then you got Serenity from Firefly.
2: What's a fun design. Looking-
1: it is. It looks like a like a plucked bird, though, to me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't ever unsee just like a plucked bird. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It looks I thought like, like a it firefly. Kind of like
2: a... Ah. Oh, maybe. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought it had kind of an insect kind of look to it, which I guess would uh, would go with your firefly comment, David. Yeah,
1: because it's got the glowing butt, like that spinning little yeah. thing on the, on the back, and it's yellow. But it just looks like a little chicken wing, like plucked chicken kind of thing. I don't know. I can't get past it. Apollo 13, speaking of real ships, kind of a cop out, but whatever. It's
0: a weak uh, pole there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you have Planet Express from Futurama, which is pretty fun. Uh,
1: the Prawn Mothership from, from District 9. That's a cool <laughs> fucking spaceship, man. Yeah. I dig that. It looks so real sitting over the city. Uh, Johannesburg, I fucking just love that. Everything about that movie just trips me out. Yeah. Starbug, uh, says Red Dwarf. I'm not familiar with
2: this. Red Dwarf is a lot of fun. Um, not, I would not rate it very highly for its uh, innovation in Starship designs necessarily, but it is cool though.
1: Okay. Uh, you got Space Cruiser? It's basically...
2: If, okay. you don't, if you're not familiar with what it is, it's basically like a low-budget uh, British, uh, like, sci-fi comedy series that has lasted like an enormously long time. Like, I think it originated like back in the '90s or late '80s, and it had a, an initial run, and then every once in a while, like five or ten years later, there'll be a new season, and five or ten years later, there'll be a new season, and to Got see it. how they've aged over time. It's just uh, amazing and fun, and uh, it, it's just really neat. I if you enjoy British humor, check it out.
1: I like Little Britain, and I like the IT Crowd. You'll
2: Computer enjoy this. Says act. no.
1: Yeah, those are brilliant. Monty Python. I could take a leaf. I'm, I'm one of those people that just doesn't get it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch uh, the Holy Grail and I'll laugh, but any of the other ones, I don't. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, I, I can. I. I have the cognitive abilities to understand what's happening, but I, d- I can't understand why it's funny. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, then you have the Space Cruiser, which from Rick and Morty. It's a fun ship. It's got yeah, it's fun some one. decals on it.
0: I'm curious if Event Horizon is on this list.
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll get there. Curious. Uh,
0: Thunderbird 3 from Thunderbirds
1: which just looks like a kid rocket that spits out a parachute at the top, but whatever. Uh, then you have the USS Enterprise from Star Trek, which is great. The original Enterprise? Uh, it looks like the original Enterprise in this photograph, yeah. Sweet. Very clean-looking starship. No garbage on the Enterprise. Because uh, don't have like the... the
0: kids on that one.
1: No. They're busy doing science shit. Then you got uh, the Dark Aster from Guardians of the Galaxy, which is sort of that twisted looking one,
0: It's like uh, that Ronan the Accuser Ronan the Accuser's rides, ship, yeah. Rides, <laughs> he rides it <laughs> <laughs> right on top. Yeah. Uh,
1: then you have the Milano, the Guardians of the Galaxy two, uh, which is uh, like Star Lord's ship, I guess. Yeah. And then you have that's it. That's the list. All right. Interesting.
0: That was interesting. That right. was very eclectic. Yeah,
1: I kind of I like the way the Roger Young looks in Starship Troopers. I like the way Battlestar Galactica looks, but whatever. And then if you ever watched Babylon Five, the Vorlon ships were always really cool. They also looked like a, some sort of organic material ship, kind of squid-like. They were also pretty neat.
0: So it's a very specific list. It, you know, aside from the Borg Cube and the Death Star, it was very much like uh, like freighter heavy. I'm surprised the Millennium Falcon wasn't on there, but there wasn't a lot of like fighters or capital ships, like there was no like you know X wings or um, whatever they're called in Battlestar Galactica. What are they called? The Vipers. That's what Vipers. They yeah, they uh, have
1: Raptors too.
0: Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised they didn't have any uh, any like uh, like snub fighters, like like ship to ship combat things. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then same thing, no capital ships no, You know, star destroyers. No, you know, I guess there aren't really no large scale Star Trek ships.
1: The the big so one, Star Excelsior. Just, That's big. Yeah,
2: they're just they're just bigger than others, I guess. And yeah. They're all similar design.
0: The Excelsior. What
2: a, what a hunk of junk! Of yeah. I think it's what's got.
1: I, uh, I like. Uh, I guess I like the the Cylon ship too. The big motherships are like two triangles, kind of in different angles yeah. with each other. I think those are yeah, pretty cool. cool.
0: Did you but, ever? Did you do a, a full Star rewatch? I know you're watching the first season. Did you end up no. the whole way through? No, no, no. So I, you remember how
1: Adama gets shot at the end of the first season uh-huh. uh, when Boomer comes in? Um, I, I did, haven't continued because fucking Saul Ty is running the ship for like two or three episodes, and I just hate
0: that character so much. I just, right. I kind of put it off. And he's I off put, the wagon because he's drinking again. Yeah, he's stressed. He's just, just hard, a lot to, of, hard a lot to do of his it. His with. Wife, yeah, there's a lot of his wife in that season because she's like, "You should be the captain." <laughs>
1: yeah it's like dude calm down
0: anyway uh it's an absolute blast remember to check out the
1: escape pod podcast uh, i think we are on episode 17 i want to say coming up here Um uh, very excited about that i think we're at it even hey, even hey, steven tie. yeah holy shit who knew that was possible? And uh, very excited about it. Also, check out the Geek Legacy po- Or Actually, we're on the Geek Legacy podcast. Are check out- <laughs> you are the Bird Squad. Check out the Pixlame podcast, which has made its triumphant return. Very excited about that. Hosted by Stephen K. James, Talking about the video game. And then you have Don't Be Crazy. Hosted by one Zachary Dale 60. Super amazing. And I uh, should check it out. This week, we recorded an episode on the new Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. And it's, uh, spoiler alert, not good. <laughs> so yeah. there you have it. And uh, you keep rocking and rolling, stay safe, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much.